Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 151. We're going to talk about coaches helping their players make sure their gloves stay in good working order. Some things that have come up in discussions uh, this last couple of weeks that we just wanted to share. And from a coaching perspective, I think it's important uh, that you're paying attention to it to make sure that your kids aren't out there with some sort of floppy mess that has no chance of holding the ball. Right. Before we do that, let's get into our uh, sponsors. First, the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus 9 rocket tech, the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high-performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website and order your bats. Use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. It's a great way for you to save a little bit of money on a great bat and also help support everything fast pitch at the same time. Speaking of helping us at the same time, go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. We need more patrons, folks. We keep talking about it from week, week to week. Sitting here now, I can tell you that we need to add another 10, 12, 15 more people, depending upon the size of donations. and to get uh, close to even each month. How generous they can be. I want to say thanks to Jack Ingram for his support. We've added several people here in this last little bit that is an encouraging sign but we just need to keep that ball rolling. If you see value in what we're doing, if you want us to keep doing coach prep and everything fast pitch, we're about a month away from having to sit down and have the heart-to-heart talk about how much longer we're going to keep doing this. And it's not going to be too much longer if we don't see some more people jumping on board. And Tori, it's something we enjoy, something we want to do for sure, but it gets tough when you know the cost of producing and getting it out yeah all the extra little things just add up and we've talked about in the past you know the people think we're getting rich in the podcast business but uh that's definitely not happening not right now the uh, we are in the five figure deficit right now i just want to have some months where we break even if we would just break even i think i'd be able to see this as a hobby i want to keep doing right before we ruin everybody's day with all the doom and gloom let's talk about our topic which is glove maintenance so many of you already know One of the things I do is kind of a part-time job, but something that I really do enjoy doing is glove work, relacing, retightening, recoloring, whatever it might be. And over the years, I probably have worked on five or 600 gloves. Sure, yeah. Doing everything from totally recoloring the laces on brand new gloves because the company just didn't have their school colors or whatever, to bringing gloves back from the dead. And one of the things that I keep telling people is that if they were doing a little bit better job of maintaining them on their own, kind of keeping up with some things along the way, the number of uh, CPR cases that I would have to deal with where the glove is really near death and has to be brought back would be a lot less often. It would be happening a lot less frequently. One of the things that uh, every coach should have in their kit is a glove repair toolbox. Now you can go to you know, one of the big box stores and buy one of their glove repair kits if you want. And I think that there's some things in those kits that are useful. But for me, it's you know, tools that I've acquired over the years that allow me to you know, do a lot of the work in a very easy, simple manner. You know, it's not really pricey. It's not like you have to invest tons and tons of money. Now, I've got tons of money invested now because I've got you know, miles of lacing and stuff like that that are... Over the years, it's a... Yeah. And I've... You know, got eight different pairs of needle nose pliers now and, you know, five or six 
different size surgical clamps that you can use to pull the lacing through and pieces of wire and pieces of coat hanger and all kinds of different crazy things that work for different parts of the job. But what we want you to do is make it a priority to teach your players a little bit about glove care, glove maintenance. You know, Don's always talked about a ball in the glove and and a rubber band around it or something around it to keep it formed when it goes in the bat bag. Um, And I think that's one of uh, um, your... That's the first key piece. One of your go-tos. Second thing is that when it starts to get loose, when it starts to get floppy, that it's not going to do the same quality of work that it does when it's formed correctly. When the the floppier the glove gets, the more the pocket breaks down, the looser it gets, and the harder it is for the ball to stay in the glove when I try to field something. And we know how important it is to not make errors, and sometimes it might not be as much about what we did as our glove just you know losing its tight fingers being laced together nice yeah. and tight to keep the ball pushed back to the pocket rather than pushing out. And we know that even a brand new glove comes to us a little bit loose in the fingers, but over time, leather stretches. Yep. You know, one of the things that people are always uh, questioning me about is, well, I already had this glove relaced. Why do I have to do it again? And the reality is that the lacing is designed to be the part of the glove that gives. Takes so, the, right. absorbs the impact. Right. So that when you catch that 70 mile an hour pitch, the body of the glove, the leather that makes up the, the fingers and the palm and, and the webbing, that doesn't tear. Yeah. Doesn't get ripped apart every single time. Now there's a, YouTube video where somebody uh, (laughs) shoots a baseball with a cannon and they've got it in stop action motion and you see it just like tearing through like eight gloves that they've got set up on uh, some sort of a rack. It's kind of cool to see. It's a really cool looking video, but that's kind of the idea of what would happen if you had a glove that didn't have lacing, if it didn't have that part that's meant to stretch and give and move a little bit. The lacing's going to stretch. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So you need to get in there with your needle nose pliers and tighten it up a little bit. Now, especially the fingers and the, and the pocket. Now, the interlacing, you know, the glove that's like uh, the leather that's like in the palm of the glove or the heel of the glove, that's not as, as crucial. That's not going to move around that much. The fingers in the pocket are going to get looser and looser over time. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So that needle nose pliers and getting in there and just snugging it up a little bit, if you did that every third tournament, that glove would feel like it was a really good glove for Fresh a really and, long time. Yep. No, and again, Tori, like you're saying, the fingers at the top, even if you buy a brand new one, they're kind of open. And, right. You know, I'll even take a new glove if I get one, and, and you start on one end near the pocket and just kind of work your way around. You have to look for the pattern. Right. So sometimes they get a little tricky with the pattern, but just work your way across it. Yeah. And I just did one the other day where when I was done doing the, just the top you know, across the fingers, had about four inches of slack, four inches of extra lacing. No was, doubt. But when you start to think about quarter of an inch here, a half an inch there, a quarter of an inch here, it's not hard to come up with where you could have three or four inches of loose extra lacing when you're done snugging it up a little bit. But I did one about a month ago. Little girl that, first off, the glove is way too big for her. She's playing sure. 10 and under softball, and it was like a 12 and three quarters or 13-inch glove. But it was so loose and so floppy that I was afraid a ball could go through the fingers. Right. 11-inch ball is small enough that, I mean, if it would have hit just right with enough velocity. And so, you know, on top of the fact that it was not comfortable for her to wear, um, it wasn't doing the job that it's capable of doing. And so a little bit of maintenance, a little bit of tender, loving care. Now, a couple of things that I tell people all the time. I'm not a fan of putting a lot of oil or anything like that on your glove. I think just a little bit 
dampen your fingers and rubbing it into the leather itself is a good idea. But what I see a lot of people doing is buying these uh, squirt bottles of the glove conditioner and just spraying it all over their glove like they're you know, trying to soak the whole thing. That's not good for the lacing. That's going to make the lacing break down faster. And it doesn't really do what you're supposed to be doing. You know, Don, you've talked about in the past that you know, somebody's glove will weigh five or six pounds because they put so much oil into it. It used to it. be Neat's Foot Oil was what we always had when yeah. I was a kid. Well, now, now they put Neat's Foot Oil in a can from <laughs> Rawlings or, look, uh, or Wilson or whatever and call like it glove I, conditioner. Look like I dunked it in motor oil. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's seriously what some of those gloves look like. And then they're dirty, they're heavy, they smell bad. I might so, even still have a couple of those. Yeah. So just a little bit of conditioner on the leather is a, is a good idea. Saddle soap is another thing. You have, uh, anybody that's got a horse, or really good leather boots. To stop it from cracking. Yeah. Or... But you, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, but something like that is a good idea. When you're breaking your glove in, it should be 99% sweat equity. And you know, if you put a little bit of conditioner in the, in the pocket, that's okay. But again, soaking it to soften it up is a really bad idea. It's going to increase the likelihood that the glove's going to fall apart faster. So, Tori, occasionally, too, like I'll, uh, I'll see someone's glove and I'll be like, hey, you want me to tighten up the fingers? And we'll grab the needle nose pliers, like you said. We'll go across the top. You got the three or four inches of extra leather. And to make sure they like it, I'll just take that and run it down the, the pinky finger. There's a couple of stitches there you can tuck it under. Um, but then I'll look, I'll look a little deeper and I'll be like, well, your thumb, you know, the thumb strap that goes inside is supposed to be tied up out here and it will have fallen inside the glove. Yeah. You can still get away with it, um, not being there, but it feels like a nice new glove. If, if you go in there with the same needle nose pliers, grab those, show them that we need to, you know, at the end of each day, maybe tighten up that, that thumb, right. you know, strap, same thing down on the pinky, you yeah. know, there, there'll be one down there as well. But we need to share with the kids the idea of taking a moment to check our glove to see if there are some fingers that are about to pop before we're going to a nationals or a big weekend tournament. Right. Because it's so much easier to take care of this stuff when it's not in the heat of the moment. Yeah. When, <laughs> when it's in between innings and you're trying to figure out a way to put your glove back together and you've got zip ties and a shoelace are the only things you have handy. I mean, you can fake it, but it's not going to be the same. And if the coaches take your advice and they have their own kit, they'll still make do and they'll get by. Right. Um, or in between games or in between um, tournament weekend nights. But uh, but for the kids to actually take a little bit of uh, ownership of maintaining their glove, yeah. and also too the they've got some really cool new wrist straps that right. that tighten down, but they have to also be shortened up because of the leather stretches and yeah. Well, and that was one of the yeah one of the thoughts you know that uh, the three biggest areas that the gloves don't fit well um, or they are too loose. Obviously, the fingers in the in the pocket. We've talked about that a bunch. Uh, as you just mentioned, the wrist outlet, the wrist opening. So there's an area on the back of the glove where you can adjust how big that wrist opening is. And it's a little more complicated than it needs to be because the way that they're designed, you, know, you got a little bit of looping over and back and kind of through and around and up and down and inside, outside, a couple of things to get to where the lacing will still come out and you can tie it. But there's a lot of options so you can make that fit better. Yeah. Um, you know, I've seen kids doing doing all kinds of crazy things, like wearing three batting gloves to make their hand feel bigger, <laughs> so that it feels tighter on their right. uh, on their wrist. Because they didn't know that when they looked at those extra holes, that those extra holes meant that that thing could be moved, shortened up. Yeah. yeah. The last one, Don, that you touched on, which is I think the biggest mistake is the way we're wearing the glove, the inner workings of the glove, making sure that the thumb loop fits right, that the pinky loop fits right. 
And for a lot of smaller kids, probably they should be doubling up two fingers in the pinky yep. so that they got a little bit more um, leverage when it comes time to handle the glove. No, I think that's a, a huge thing. Some of the smaller kids have a hard time because they can't stretch their fingers open, but I think that makes a huge difference what you just said, uh, you know, doubling up in the pinky for, yeah. the, for the bigger kids, older kids. Especially with a newer glove that's hard to right. you know, hard to clamp. And and if you're a catcher, if you double up in the pinky, it means that your hand's less likely to get drilled. Keep that finger out of the pocket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So cool. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up number one fifty one. As always, please make sure you support our sponsors, Anderson Bad Company. Become a patron. We need your help. Patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. Go to the fastpitchprep.com website, order your square cuts training discs. They're forty nine ninety five a dozen. We'll get them shipped to you right away. There's also the YouTube channel and the blogs. There's uh, tons and tons of information. Uh, please make sure you reach out to us at everythingfastpitch at gmail.com or fastpitchprep at gmail.com. And we're always looking for suggestions, ideas, things that you want us to talk about. Coach Don and I love hearing from all of you. So if you get a chance, shoot us an email. So for Coach Don McKinley and our producer, Stan Lewis, this is Coach Tori saying thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.